Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. On this episode, we're going to hear from Hilton Head Island's biggest bike advocate and ambassador, co-chair of Bike Walk Hilton Head Island, Frank Babel. Let's hear what he has to say on everything from leisure trails to electric biking. Frank, thank you so much for coming in the studio to talk to us a little bit today about uh, all things bike as it relates to Hilton Head Island. And I got to tell you, I literally cannot drive down 278. And if I see a yellow vest on the bike path, I think of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my pleasure and it's my privilege to be here, yeah. Charlie. You've done so much for the bike community. You really have. And I know that it's a, a passion that's near and dear to your heart. And a lot goes into it, a lot of time and a lot of effort over the years. You know, I've never seen a community, I don't think, that's more committed uh, to to biking, to its leader, leisure paths. Why do you think, you know, biking is such a big part of our community? Well, I think there's a heritage that's involved. The first bike paths went in in 1970 by Charles Frazier. And it was a project actually to get people to work because they couldn't afford streets. So he put uh, some people to work building paths in 1970. And he said, you know, this is pretty cool. And then he realized as he built more paths that some of the people who were uh, buying property there were using it for leisure. So he started building leisure trails in Sea Pines as a part of, of the Sea Pines experience. And that was a first. So at the same time, uh, a little bit later, Hilton Head Plantation was being uh, developed. And of course, his brother was doing that. And if Charlie can do leisure plants, you know, then I can do it. So they did it. And then, and then, you know, Shipyard came and they all had leisure trails. So over time, leisure trails became the standard. And so when the town became a town in, in the 80s, it had, it had no sidewalks, no leisure trails, anything. And so it eventually uh, started doing that in 1990. And so we've been building leisure trails since. So they're just, it's part of our DNA. And the reason it's so amazing is most people that come here uh, ride on the street because they don't have anything uh, equivalent to what we have here. You know, with their kids, their families, riding uh, trails off the streets is really a cool thing, especially in this incredibly beautiful place with lots to do, lots to see, and uh, get some exercise. You know, it's great. Outside my office window, I look out on the bike paths and the leisure trails, and it's so great to see families in every possible configuration of a bike you could imagine ever. Boy, is that true. I have the same thing in CPI. I look out and I see these people going by. It's a constant stream. It's like, it's it's just like New York City, the 57th Street, except they're on bikes. Except they're on yeah. bikes. Yeah, yeah, the Chamber's always been a really big supporter of the bike community and of, of the leisure trails, as has the town. I mean, the town is a big supporter. What has that kind of support meant for biking here on the island, do you think? Well, first of all, it generates money. Uh, the his hospitality tax, most people don't realize, but the pathways are paid for by hospitality taxes by the tourists uh, for the pleasure of the tourists. So that, that, that's an important element uh, of it. And um, it, it's, it's just, uh, it's something that the town is dedicated to do. 
and they want to make it uniform. Most of the PAs have uh, leisure trails. And what's happening now is they're going into a second generation of le leisure trails. And, and some one of the PAOAs in particular, one of the big ones, uh, didn't have uh, leisure trails and they're putting them in now. And they realize this is such a demand for it. And we keep on expanding. Every year we add more leisure trails. And the plan for the next couple of years is really amazing. It's the most robust we've ever had, I'm happy to say, with our new town manager. That's great to hear. That's now. Will we see those yellow vests back out on the leisure trails again this year? Our yellow veils are are going again. We uh, just trained eleven new uh, uh, bike ambassadors last week, and next week we're going to tra uh, train another. Or I should say later, uh, Thursday this week we're going to train another eleven. So that's twenty two more. So we've got about close to sixty people who have volunteered to do this, and they love it. It's the best job in the town. You can go around and tell people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people like to, and they get some exercise. You really help out a lot of people along the way who are lost, want to find the beach, want, want to know what to do, where's the playground, you know, how do I get back from where I came from, I've got a flat tire, what do I do, all these kind of things to make their experience more memorable. I think their experience definitely does go beyond just the bike trails. It is information about the island. They're true island ambassadors, not just for our, our leisure trails there. You know, and things are interesting, getting a little interesting, I know, with with bikes and with that entire industry right now, we're seeing e-bikes. We're seeing a whole lot of different configurations of two wheels going down the going down the way. What do you think the future looks like for that? And how does that impact our community? Well, they're definitely coming. Uh, I, I had some experience. I, I've ridden in several countries overseas, oh, five, six hundred miles with e-bikes. And uh, they're great for people who are starting to get old and, you know, having difficulty getting up big, big hills like in Austria or, or, or Spain. But they were originally intended for older people as an alternative. People want to still get on a bike, but we're having a little difficulty. Plus, it extends the amount of energy it takes. You basically can go twice as far. So that was the target market in Europe. And it just caught on like crazy. And now it's beginning to come over here. It started with older people, but it's now become sort of a fashionable statement uh, to have your e-bike. The only problem is that, like everything else, there are a few people that are just, uh, you can't fix stupid, excuse me. <laughs> and they get on these e-bikes and they think they're they think they're in Disney World. They think they're on a ride. And they have to go very fast to show, you know, how cool they are. Well, these pathways weren't built for fast riding people. They were built for families, you know, a nice, moderate recreational pace. And so we have a few people who are these these e-bikes are very heavy. They weigh 50 pounds. And once they get going and some are capable of speeds up to like 30 miles an hour. So we recommended uh, that the town uh, basically uh, regulate them and that there, there, there be some uh, uh, something that happens to people who th that they be held accountable. And so we're going through the process as we speak right now. This month, there'll be a lot, a lot of work on it. We've, we've met with the town a couple of times. They've, they have our material. There'll be a meeting at the end of this month. And uh, I, I believe we'll have, we'll have a solution where they'll coexist with us because we know they are coming. That's great. You know, it's great to hear. And that's what I love about this town in so many ways is, is public sector, private sector, residents coming together and they're just going to find a solution. 
Yes. It's not a blanket no. It's not a let's go yes, but it's let's figure this out together. Let's yes. figure out how to make it work. And I know that visitors often comment about um, the leisure trails are some of their favorite things to do. And now you're out there in the yellow vest as well, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. I, lo- I just love it. I, I mean, I love talking with people. I love helping people. It's a hoot. And you meet people from all around the world and uh, find out where they're from, find out what they're looking for, help them out. It's just great. Plus, I love building something that's just successful. It's a big part of our Bike Walk Hilton Head Island program. We have a great governing uh, group. They are self-governing now with uh, half a dozen people who run it. Uh, They work very hard at it and they're doing a great job because we almost always have people out there, uh, you know, patrolling. It's, and it's fun. I I love, I I personally love doing it. I do it as much as I can. Tell us what, if, if you can tell us what is, what's your favorite bike spot on the Island or what do you think the hidden gem in bike trails is around the Island that you wish more people knew about? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think the best place to be is on the on the seat of a bike <laughs> and not to have any destination in mind because life is about a journey. And if there was one place where everybody had to go, everybody would wind up going there and it wouldn't be so good. So I think the best uh, idea you can have is to know that there are like 11 parks. There are half a dozen beautiful overlooks that are here. One only has to pick up one of the uh, the. Uh, park brochures from the town or look on the map and, and go to a place where they can overlook the uh, overlook the water. Or I think a great experience, and everybody has to do when they're here, is to ride a bike when the sun is coming up on the beach or the sun is going down at night on the beach. That is a great experience to go on the beach, ride along the beach. We have 11 miles of bikeable beach. You know, and to go there, and but don't ride ride into the wind, and don't ride when the tide is high. Ride when the tide is out, and the wind is to your back. When the sun is coming up, or the sun is coming up down, and it's, I would say that has to be, you know, probably the best experience. That's uh, yeah. that's great, and or like you said, to meander, maybe just to meander the, the trails and discover what's there. But I think we've all made the biking upwind mistake once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all make it once. Well, yeah. Frank, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you out in the path and that yellow vest, and and we'll be out there as well. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast.